0: Welcome to our weekly share, weekly Wednesday night share, which today Baruch Hashem, is taking place on Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> um Hashem, um, and Wednesday will be full of Simchus him and therefore uh, the shir cannot be given on Wednesday. And Yudes Kislev, we're going to go for bringing So we're doing the year on Tuesday afternoon. Shabbos parshas Vayeshev, Mila Nishmas, of course, still, although Mila is already the year outside is over, and. Uh, Yusuf and Yad Alevi. upcoming Hey tavis. Uh, Everything is Vashkar The shield is taking place in Yutas uh, although tomorrow would be Chav, Chav would still be Yutess and Chav Kislev are a Yamtiv Rosh Hashanah a Yamtiv which we celebrate the or we learn about and celebrate the rest and the frying from the first Chabad Rebbe who was imprisoned in Petersburg in the fortress for disseminating for spreading chassidus there were people that were under the impression people that were under the opinion people that thought understood and believed firmly sorry not to minimize their beliefs chass although they were warped as warped as they were Mm -hmm. they felt that perhaps there was a tinge of jealousy involved perhaps it was misunderstanding perhaps it was from a different side of spirituality. Let's leave it at that, not elaborate, not make stipulations and speculations. Antagonists, as they were called, and it's interesting just to note, Chassidim were called Chassidim. They weren't called Meshugoyim, they weren't called lunatics, they weren't called fanatics. They were called Chassidim. And we know many different places in Teda in Shnayas, Shas Shochonarach it's mentioned of a Chosid, the behavior of a Chosid the way a Chosid lives the way a Chosid acts the Chasid goes in the simple mundane practice that some do every week or every two weeks whatever they do cutting the fingernails in order in which to cut the fingernails we do not cut them directly ok that's Shilchan Arach Shulchan Arach tells us to cut this finger then this finger then this finger not to cut fingernails in order and the ramifications are not good for a person and therefore it's Preferably, they don't do it that way not preferable but halogically sound not to do it that way not do it straight but what to do with the fingernails and again the Mishnah, the Gemara tells us actually the Rasha takes the fingernails and discards them and throws them on the floor no concern for them or concern for others, because if a pregnant woman with to step on them, it could, God forbid, cause a miscarriage. Don't ask why or how, please. It's perhaps a little bit cryptic, perhaps a little bit, a little spiritual, a little spooky, but the fact is, that so it's brought down in Svarim, that if a pregnant woman should step on her fingernails, in the place that they were discarded, then they are dangerous for, the, for her and for the child that she's carrying. So the rasha throws it on the floor with no concern of somebody else. The tzaddik buries it, flushes it down the toilet. He buries it with the belief that it probably will not surface again. It could but not likely but he's taking care of it that it should not be in the place that it was when he cut his nails the chassid burns the nails after he cuts them of course why does the chassid burn his nails? the fact is that burning anything of yours your own nails or anything causes detriment to you but yet, the Choset says better that something should be with myself, than maybe on a chance on a whim, to hurt someone else. And therefore the Choset burns his nails. So the Choset and there's many different cases Shalih Shali Shalach shali, The Mishnah Pekiavis again. If I say that mine is mine, yours is yours. If I say mine is mine and mine and yours is mine. or If I say yours is yours is yours and mine is yours. Again, reference to the Chassid. The people that did not appreciate Chassidim or did not want to follow the ways of Chassidim. were known simply as misnagdim. The misnagid meaning someone that was against what was happening. They weren't pushing an agenda. They weren't pushing something that they believed in and therefore felt everyone else should follow that way as well. She did not want people to follow chassidim. They did not want the mystics of Hasidism. And a famous story of when the Altarebbe was walking and they found Hasidus of the Magid sitting on the pile of garbage. The one that was opposed to the printing of this turned and said, Look, this is where it ends up. Yal-Tarebbe answered with a very, very intriguing muscle and this muscle speaks to everyone. It speaks to children, it speaks to adults, it speaks to seniors, it speaks to everyone. And the muscle the Rebbe repeats many times by Fabrengen. And the Rebbe calls, makes reference to it as the famous mashal. And the mashal being, of a prince, an only son of the king, a healthy boy, a robust boy, who turned ill, Rahman. Al-Atslan. And as his health digressed, they brought in the best doctors, and interestingly, from the most simple to the biggest specialists, they all came up with one. one way of doing this they needed a powder a special powder which could only be made by grinding a very precious stone by grinding this stone the powder that they can get out of this served with whatever medicinal form it could and this If the child would ingest, the child would be saved. The only place that this stone was found was in the center of the king's crown. Not only was it in the center of the king's crown, it was the entire beauty of the crown. The crown was literally built around this piece of of stone. And it'd have to be ground, it'd be taken out of the crown, ground, and ruin the entire appearance of the crown, probably, or the value of the crown. The grandos of the king, when he put this crown on his head. And the king said, each doctor, as they recommended it, I hear you, please, let's try to save the crown, and let's try to do something else. Nothing was helping out this. The child fell into a coma, Rahmanullah's son. And as the child lay there dying, the king came running and said, Please, please, take the stone, grind it, feed it to him. Maybe, maybe you'll save my son. To which his advisor stood up and said, Your Majesty, now? Why now different? Are you aware of what's going to happen? If you take out this stone, you're going to be destroying the whole appearance of your crown. Why now different than months ago when all the doctors were telling you to do it? And the king said, when I saw the child getting sick I had a hope against hope that something else could be found another solution and he could be saved now I see that no other solutions are possible to save him and worse than that he may God forbid die He's on his deathbed. If he dies, what value is this crown? This crown is there for me to be able to give to my child, to my successor. And if he, God forbid, dies, it's worthless to me. And he said, but Your Majesty, his lips are practically sealed. To which the king said, Pour it on his lips. Perhaps something will seep inside. Perhaps it will get to him and something will be able to help him. Said the Al Tareba. <coughs> taking this, disseminating it, printing it, spreading it throughout, is feeding the masses, is saving the jewish nation you're decrying it and you're saying no they don't need it the jews are not ready for it we're not prepared for it we're not capable of learning it there's so much more that needs to be studied this Sifri Musr. this gemara this chumash this tzedat why Chassidus? this and when the Altarebu was sitting in prison, and visited by the Magid and the Balshem HaKadosh. And this story is recorded as a physical story, not a mystical story, not a story in a dream. But physically the two came to him after they had both passed away from this world. And people that went to this cell can attest to you that the cell was so small that it wasn't possible for three people to be there once but the story reads as follows, it, tells us as follows they came to him and they told him there is a, a decree against your spreading of Hasidus in the world to which the Altarambah said if that's the case does that mean I should stop when I get out of prison and they said no Adraba." Just the opposite. Now that you've started this force, now that you open this driving force, you must continue, you must persevere, you must forge ahead and see to it that everyone is, it's availed for everyone and that everyone is capable so that you can save literally the Jewish nation. But yet, to this chassidis, to this learning and study which was made, which was brought onto the world, which was revealed into the world by the Rebbe, although his predecessors, the Bashamta al Magid, whom he referred to spiritually as his father and grandfather, had already started this motion. sorry but the Al Rebbe's 53 days in prison which are reflected in the 53 parakum of the Kuti Amorim of the Tanya brought about something into this world that the world had no idea how to handle but once they started once they embarked on this journey it was a journey of no return And it was a journey which, till today, people that were not born to Hasidic families, or people that were born to other Hasidic sects, and they begin to study Hasidic Chabad, they are enthralled, they are captured, they are captivated, and they cannot pull away from it. Baruch Hashem, our weekly shir, by the way, is basically based, not basically, for the most part, 90% or 99 based on sikhahs from the Rebbe. That the Rebbe has presented, the Rebbe has spoken. And that live on till today, because divrei tzadikim chayam ve la'ad. And therefore, by us learning the words of Chassidus, living the way of Chassidus, we are engulfed in this, in a way, of the king to his only son. Where we learn the true love, where we learn how to open our emotion, where we learn how to develop emotions, and bring about emotions, so that, They can be processed, be brought about, and make a life for us. It's not a study, it's not a philosophical concept, it's a way of life. And this very way of life is something. That we can live with, we live on with, we exist with. And it brings about Brachis, Yeshuais, Refuis, and many other blessings in a home. And I Sidishabrayan, which all are urged to join for Yitaskislaive. What a chassidisha fabren can accomplish, malach makhol cannot accomplish. And therefore, although the stories go on and on and on of the Al Terebah's imprisonment, of the discussions the Al Terebah had, and truth to be told, the entire Shia should be dedicated just to that, just to talking about what went on. In prison with the Altarebba. This is a Pasha Shia. So we're going to turn focus now back to Pashtvayeshav. A an action-packed parsha. So much happening. So many messages. So many thoughts. So many eye. Brow raising events. Beginning with the Pasha's name by Yeshev Yaakov. Yeshev means he wanted to settle, he wanted to settle down. He'd been through a lottery at this point, Yaakov. Times in love. running from Asa. he had his he had his he wanted to settle down Bikesh Yaakov Lasheves B'Shalva Yaakov wanted to settle in Shalva not in Sholem, but in Shalva and there's a difference which I don't believe we're going to be discussing today maybe we can it was not meant to be says Rabbi Shalev. God says Yaakov this is not what you were created for to sit and rest to be sitting on your laurels Yaakov you need to keep working to bring about the Geula to bring about the redemption to bring Mashiach into the world So Yaakov says, Rebbeinu Shneim, "He ne'megara b'chas I'm going to send the bear after you, and (coughs) the unpleasant music begins Yaakov was blessed with twelve sons Yasef being his favorite, although again begs the question why is Benyamin not the favorite? after all Binyamin's mother passed when he was born why would his father not take him as a favourite child? But we won't delve into that. The fact was Yosef was the bechir of his wife Rachel. The Israel Ahavas Mikol Banov In chapter thirty seven, verse three, Periglam is Zain Israel loved Joseph more than the rest of his sons. Another concept which we can go into all day, discussing how do parents have to deal. Are, is it right that a parent loves one child over the other? What should be the attitude when a person has multiple children? How do we one? My mother would say, I love the one that I'm with at the time. And the truth is, as a mother, a grandmother, great grandmother, she loved them all. Yaakov, or Yisrael, because the Malach had called him this name, loved Yosef more. And the Pasha tells us about Yosef. Tells us about how he was taken from his father, sold as a slave rose up to power in Egypt. The Maisei Yosef represents the Jewish nation. Basak says, Yosef. That he goes into as uh, the path as the sheep of Yosef. Telling us that Yosef is basically the journey of each and every Jew. Let's take a journey into Yosef's life and find the ultimate source and the bottom line of each and every Jew. Yosef settled in Israel. What a life. He lacked nothing. In the home of his father, The most beloved of all the children. He got special attention from his father. Yaakov made him a special garment. He lent with him terrify day and night. More than the brothers who were shepherds. It was blissful. It was amazing the unconditional love, the outpouring love that his father gave him on a constant basis. What more can a child ask for? Physically and spiritually. It was just phenomenal. This is the situation, this is the level that an ishamah the holy soul of every Jew finds itself before it comes down into the body. It finds itself in a place that there is no higher place. It's literally carved out from beneath the Kisei Kavit, the holy throne of God. enveloped from all sides with godliness entrenched in godliness what more could one ask for and then after that as a embryo in the mother's womb again blissful life my friends Learns the entire theater. Unfortunately, he gets pinched before he goes out and forgets it all. Or, some psychologists will tell you he probably had ADD and wasn't paying attention in the womb to begin with. It's a horrific joke. Then we look at the downfall. Yosef Hurad Mitzrayimah chapter 39, verse 1 Yosef went down to Mitzrayim sold as a slave and now he became literally a prisoner. So although he was a young lad he was plucked from the tent of his father and went down to the deep depths of Mitzrayim of Egypt, which was known as Ervas As low as it gets. The most impure. The hardest, lowest level. It was the lowest of that generation. And here too we refer to the Nishama. <clears throat> As the Nishama comes down into Ilamaza into this world, it suddenly falls down from Igra rama Levira Amikta. If you keeping score at home, the Gimara Giga Tafaya Madbeys tells us. It goes from the highest of planes to the lowest, from a roof to a deep pit. From a situation of light, holiness by HaKadosh Baruch Barakhu. It goes down the body, the physical body. In a situation of light from the situation of light in Kiddusha it goes down to the lowest part of the, of the physical body. It's a world of falseness. It's a world of harshness. It has to face now all the trials and tribulations. It needs to face now all the tithes people look at things that they all of a sudden want and to go through these hard tests needless to say, this is painful extremely painful for the neshama extremely painful for the holy soul who is so yearning to be united once again with the Father in Heaven, Akados Baruch Hu. The end of the day, what happens? Yosef hashalit al kolretz Mitzrayim. Yosef becomes the ruler of the entire land of Egypt, and he reaches to a situation he can't get much higher. Not much higher than he was by his father. But even spiritually, he was very high. He was referred to as Yaisafat Sadiq. He overcame every test. Anything that he was refaced. Hello. Hello. No. Yes. No. Hello. No. Yes. No. Yeah. Hello. I'm in the middle of giving a shear. Can you call me back? Yes. Call me in a half hour, I'm in the middle of giving a shear. Okay. I'm in the middle of giving a shear. Please call back in a half an hour. Sorry? It was from overseas. so I just answered because I was concerned who could it be um And now referred to as Yosef at Sadik, because he overcame all the tests that were in this low land in the land of Tumah. Although Yosef hurad Mitzrayimah although he went down to Egypt but this was nothing. This did not affect him. It was a yidida. It was a drop for him. But he held his own. As it says again in Tehillim, Although he went down from level to level, but he was able to be shalit. He was able to rule over the evil. And this brought him even higher. And this again is the takhlas of the Yedidus HaNeshama. The Neshama coming down into this world and battling constantly with the Sahara. <coughs> Having to deal with the Sahara on a constant basis. And to live a daily life of Taylor and Mitzvah. Until we reach to the ultimate level which raises us up to where we were before when we were with our Father in Heaven. Where we accomplish what HaKadosh Baruch has sent us down into this world for. Which is Lassus Leidira to make a dwelling place for him in this world. Yosef brought about a lot of controversy at home. Beginning with, of course, the fact that his father gave him all the attention. Yisrael, as we just said, ah, oh, this Yosef. But then, to add insult to injury, Yosef has two dreams And he mentions both these dreams to his brothers and his parents his father They didn't sit well especially since everybody felt that Joseph was giving them a message with the dreams In the first dream says Joseph to his brothers we were all in the field, gathering our sheaths. We were gathering our stalks. And everybody's stalks were standing there. And my stalk was in the middle. My bundle was in middle. And everybody's bundles were bowing to mine. And in the second dream, he doesn't make so much of a reference to himself. He makes a reference to the sun and the moon and eleven other stars that all bow down to him. In the first dream, mundane, physical, worldly items the bundles, the bundles that he had gathered. This tells us about still being in the worldly, way, in the worldly life. In lowly levels. In the second dream, he finds himself in a higher level. Ain't that a higher? Sun, the moon, the stars... This represents very, very high, high levels. But the main point that remained in common between all of them, they all bowed down to him. They all bowed down to Yisaf. And again, this makes reference to the daily life of a Jew. Daily life of a Jew, where he begins in this world gathering the re- growing stalks and taking each individual stalk one by one. And to take them and put them together. To put them together in a way that each one is bound and they cause a bundle. What is Ma'almululum? To bring them all together. They are separate and they stand separate and they look separate, but we tie them all together. This too is the Aveda the, the God in as it comes down to the world, to the field. And we see separate entities separated from God. And the tafkir is to make all your strength that this Nefesh in all, the world of, in all the worldly fashions should become a Luma bound together. Which teaches us the dream of Yosef. After all this service all this aveda, one needs to tie together Make another effort of bringing together all the alumes with the tzaddik, and just like all the body parts need to be together, the heart, the head and the heart, and they can't each one go on their own on its own initiative. They can't each one take their own thought values and say, "This is how I'm going to go and this way. I want to go." They all need to attach, they all need to stay attached, they all need to be one. And when the two units are united, when all these units are united, and when they come together truly, and they are bound unconditionally, this makes B'nai Israel. And what do they have to do? Once they are tied, once they are one, they have to follow the tzaddik of the generation. In the second dream he leaves the field, he's no longer in the mundane field, he's no longer bringing together bundles, it's a way, way higher level. A Jew already did his thing, he accomplished what he needed to in this world, and he reached the root of his neshama. In a level of the Ruach returns, the Spirit returns to God that He has given him. And he finds himself in a higher level. Shemesh, Yereach, Kekhovim, Sun, Moon and Stars. But still in all, we tell him, Mish'tachavimlii. As high of a level as you were at, we don't think of a Jew being accomplishing in his Avedis Hashem that it should be enough within himself. He still needs to be attached to the Yesef, to the tzaddik and the Nasi Adel. Only this way can he reach to the true, complete way of bringing Shleimus to Klal yisrael so these dreams of Yosef teach us two things. Basic, fundamental things in service to Hashem. First and foremost, personal. One needs to toil, one needs to work in order to bring together all the physical, worldly things of the field with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But it's not enough you need to be bottle. You need to have self-nullification to the tzaddik. So that you can accept the many different hashporas that are given from the Yasef, from the tzaddik of the world in each and every generation. Father heard the dreams, and we know Aviv Shamar is a Time restraint. Want to just touch a little bit on the other things, and hopefully come back to Aviv Shamar Zadavar. First and foremost, a question that I've been picking people's brains with this week what's wrong with a child that looks to torture their parent attention seeking perhaps a mean streak perhaps what is the common denominator of all the different thought patterns as to what makes a child react or act the way they sometimes do? Yosef comes out to his brothers and they literally say, let's kill him. Not let's beat him up. Not let's kidnap him and send him to knows where. Let's physically kill him. Now, truth to be told, in their own way, their own psak locha, they found that Yosef perhaps was chayiv. That was he had it coming but they had no right to be the jury the judge and the executioners and therefore Rubin stands up and says no, no 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 oh well done everything I got to go back to daddy because nobody's there except for baby Benjamin um, if Jesus is here I got to go back there hold on a minute you know let's put him in a holding cell here's a pit we'll put him in the pit I come back. We'll decide. Tells us the telev haber reik mayim. The ditch, the pit, was empty and there was no water. Rashi immediately asks. Obviously, it was empty. There's no water. To which Rashi answers: The Gemara says, "Mayim aimbei nechoshem Vakrav, miyeshbei." There was no water, but there were snakes and scorpions. According to some Samdeus, the test here was if Yehsef was a liar or not, and if Yehsef indeed was a snitch, as we call him, an informer, if he was, if he had told lies, or if he was informing, then snakes would kill him. And the truth is, they said, okay, if there are snakes and scorpions, then if he is a true man nothing will happen so yes he was saving his life in essence but to some ask according to other scholars, they did not really know there were snakes inside so what was he thinking? he didn't know if there was what the snakes would do he didn't know if he would be saved from the snakes so how did he throw him in there? So some, according to some days, this is why Pashvai Yeshev is always near Hanukkah time, to tell us about Hanukkah and Hanukkah. As Hanukkah and if a manate is more than 20 amas, the eye cannot see. And how do we know this, says the Yomada? Because, Because they uh, the ditch was twenty Amis and they could not see inside the ditch. Because it was twenty Amis we don't see Leshotina. That's what we're there for. That's why this is red during Hanukkah. They turn around. And they do something that's awkward as gets. They take his coat, and they shaft an animal, they slaughter an animal that has similar blood to a person. And they dip his coat and they bring it to the father to tell him, recognize the coat? This is your son, the dreamer who thought everyone's going to be his slave. In today's slang, today's slang someone would say what's up with that? How? What were they thinking? Are you crazy? How wicked are you? Are you're going to do this to your father, to your old father. <laughs> and of course the answer is a simple one. The answer is a simple one. It was not the intent of torturing their father. First of all, they sold the brother. Shalom. Shalom. They sold the brother. So, by selling the brother, they already caused tremendous damage. Take it over there. What would happen? They come home and say, hey, dad see Aesop anywhere what would he do? he'd send out a search party say you better go find him better go find him Elamai if he's dead they leave him alone leave them alone so they needed to cover their tracks shall we say and covering their tracks how so? simply there's four it's all four Covering their tracks, they figure the father will now forget about the brother. The other point. The yearning. It would wake up a yearning for their father who was concerned about Mashiach bin Yisif, Mashiach ben David who wanted to know if it would be sufficient Mashiach bin Yisif Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, with the story as to Yaakov not knowing what was actually going on. Let's move on to the most intriguing part of the parasha: the story of Yehuda and Tamar. Yehuda and Tamar Kiyomar penamus, <laughs> penyomus, meches muhzechis he she musanashim. Yehuda says to Tamar, his, his daughter in law, wait, you widow, until Shalah, Shalach, my son is big enough. Perhaps he too will die. He's worried to let her marry him as well. The Gurariya asked a question. Rashi writes that Mukhzak is he? She has Muzik. Mugh- That she's a katala, that she will kill her husbands. We know in halacha, when it comes to a goring axe, sher amud is after he does three times. Here she only lost two husbands. So why would she be amud? Why would she be a chazakha, a that she's going to kill another husband? and the answer is, in the next pedic Abol Yevimte in the Gemara if you keep your score at home Yevomis Samachdala Days, 64, side 2 <sighs> that it t- t- tells us that when it comes to marriage we go according to Debbie two times it's a chazaka by a muid the chachamim say it's three times a chazaka what is the difference in a shemuid to a marriage mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty bad mm-hmm. by marriage the woman the katlanit as it's called doesn't have to do anything the husband just dies just the fact they are married to this man she becomes a katlanit but she does nothing whereas in the Sharam wood, he didn't just walk the streets he went out on his way to go kill other animals therefore he caused this damage the same way also is understood the difference here is the She'em and the yeah and these is the Katlonis and we then I already I already I already And the same thing we learn how it went through, and the birth of Mashiach, birth of the child Yehuda and Tamar, and bringing about Peretz, which is brings about the generation of Mashiach Sikkenu, and so therefore we have in this parasha brought down the story of Yosef, which is connected to Mashiach Ben Yosef, and that of Yehuda and Tamar Peretz of Mashiach Ben David. May it be the this Shabbos, good to all, that we should see His and HaMashiach, and we'll be this Shabbos in Yerushalayim, Yerachadish, Shabbat, Shalom to all.